right now. We do it again with Alstavia No, and it's all right on a Wednesday. Alstavia? Good morning, Abutimanja. Good morning to your listeners. How are you feeling for status? Because this weather had put you under last week. Feeling better? I'm feeling stronger. Feeling so much better, Abutimanja. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm curious to know what did you pooza, whatever you pooza. <laughs> I want an overdose, that's some bliff. <laughs> no, I took good care of myself and rested a lot of Bandler. So, yeah, I am back on my feet and my bubbly self. So, yeah, let's take this show and on a roll. That's what we like to hear. Nice one, nice one. And uh, the holiday was like a tune. Eh? Yeah, I rested, Abitmanja. I rested. The importance of personal boundaries in the workplace. Hey, there's a lot of gray areas there, isn't it? True, Abutmanja. Hey, and I, I thought it it would be wise for us to also just touch on this because I think a lot of the times it's something that we don't speak a lot about and create awareness and education on it. So people end up getting their boundaries crossed and they're not even aware of it, or they are aware of it, but they are not sure if a boundary has been crossed, and number two, how do I then respond or what do I do about it? So it, it ends up uh, being an experience where a person continuously, you know, has their boundaries being uh, crossed and they end up not existing anymore. Personal boundaries versus boundaries set by the workplace. How does one navigate that space? Yeah, I think what's important is to, number one, understand what a personal boundary is. And Dr. Henry Cloud, a psychologist, explains it so beautifully and simply by saying it's a property line. So the, the same way there's a line or a fence, you know, between or a wall that separates you from your neighbor. What the neighbor is, is the relationship, but you and the neighbor are separate. This means that even though you may have an amicable relationship with your neighbor, it doesn't mean your neighbor can walk into your yard and decide to paint the walls of your yard or throw their garbage in your yard. But that's what people do, Abu Mandla. They step into people's lives or people's boundaries and start to want to control them and, and say, this is what you need to say, this is what you need to do. And Or they may also take their issues and project them on others or hurt people and leave their mess in somebody's brain or mind. Hey, because, you know, those spaces. Um, Also, the idea that depending on the language that is there, also depending on the relationship to get your message across and and believe that it has been received. How does one work that out? Because um, some people can just choose to ignore you and just continue. And the question is then, what? I think, um, as I explained, number one, we need to understand what those personal boundaries are. Number two, we need to be able to be in a space whereby we have now established our own property lines. So before you can be able to express or tell someone when they are stepping on your boundaries, you yourself should have already identified what is your personal boundary. So if you haven't established that wall, Abu Manga, that is around you, and I know with personal boundaries, they are not tangible walls like a parking, like the demarcation of a parking lot. 
you know, when you park a car, you know exactly where you're supposed to park. So it's very clear because it's demarcated. But when it comes to personal boundaries, because they are not tangible or seen, the responsibility and the onus is then for you, the person, to be able to establish it. For instance, as an example is that, Abutmanda, when you have visitors, you have a gate at your house or a door, you'll open the gate and give access to people that you want to come into your space. But you will always keep it closed to unwanted visitors. So having a, a, a personal boundary, boundary is, in, in essence, the same principle. So how do you ensure that you establish or you have a, a personal boundary? Number one, you can stop enabling the behavior. Abut Manda, when somebody does something to you, I think we need to, and I remember in one of the weeks, this is one of the things I said to say, in the workspace, we need to have now start having the courage to start saying when things are not going uh, appropriately or the way that it's important to us, even if we run the risk of not being heard. So if you are enabling someone, you stop the person who is behaving in the incorrect manner from suffering the consequences of their choices. So by keeping quiet, what are you doing, Abu Manja? You are instead being the one who reaps the pain of, of their actions instead of them suffering the consequences of their negative actions. Yes. Yeah. You take it in, you take it in. The question is for how long? Yeah. So at some point, you, you, you need to be able to stand up for your, for your boundaries. That's why I'm saying if you allow people to keep stepping on your personal boundaries, I would mind that, eventually they start... They start uh, disappearing. It's like breaking every time somebody comes and hits a wall, hits a wall. Eventually, it may crack and then it will start collapsing and that wall will not exist again. So what happens? You now start being somebody who's always a victim to violation. And this thing can become now deeper to say everywhere you go, where not people know, we can just walk over here or walk over him because we know he'll never say anything. What does that then do to your self-esteem, to your confidence and to your self-concept and your sense of self-worth? It becomes really uh, um, um, severely damaged, I would manja. It starts affecting the inner person, and that's when people start uh, developing uh, different types of mental disorders. This now starts affecting your mental health, because even how you think about yourself starts changing, because now you start feeling like I'm useless, you know, I am a coward, I am a walkover, because why you are struggling to stand up and to voice out to say, guys, but this is, you've crossed the line. And I think this is a message that is very important to us adults because it's easy for us to teach our children to say, Nana, you are not supposed to allow anybody beyond this line. I get it, that's what we teach our children. But it seems as if that message gets lost along the way in our adulthood life because we don't get to hear that enough to say, even as an adult, I need to help people reinforce this principle of of having boundaries, because even as adults, they can try and take over your boundaries. They can try to violate them. Obviously, the issue of boundaries, it's either in anticipation that something might go wrong or something uncomfortable might be done or said, yes. uh, to it is when that has happened. 
maybe not once repeatedly and you know the receiver of uh, the inappropriate behavior has been at pains as to how do i break it to the other person this is where it gets tricky is there a way of uh, myself saying to Mdu or Zelma, I don't like what you're doing, but we can still be friends. Yes, Avutmanja. So the, the, the other thing that is going to help you to establish your boundaries is when you start exposing them. What does that mean? When you expose your boundaries, it means you don't keep them secret, Avutmanja. You communicate them. Like I said to you, because our personal boundaries are not like a wall that specifically demarcates that this is my space, that is your space. It's our responsibilities as individuals to start expressing, so meaning say something about it. So in any relationship, Abutimanja, there is a, a, the principle of, of boundaries, personal boundaries, ruling over it, even though it's not something that is not, it's not something that we come and sit together and speak about. It's like you and I are in a professional relationship, Abutmanja, and although we didn't sit down and formally discuss our personal boundaries, I already know in the back of my mind to say there is a certain line that I can be crossing. Or in your mind, there should be that thing of saying, okay, there's a certain manner or there's a certain way that I should just be, be cognizant of so that I don't cross. So what is important is in a relationship is to make sure that you don't, make your boundaries remain a secret. It's your responsibility to express them. So people are supposed to see them. The reinforcement of that boundary is when you express it. For, for instance, if, 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 if Ndu comes and, and says, or speaks to you in a, in a way that uh, the joke is full, filled with, um, with words that are you know, loaded with negative connotations or he's, he's saying a very rude joke in front of people and it's, it's really touching on the more personal side. It's your responsibility right there to expose your boundaries and say, um, do, I actually don't appreciate what you just said, sir. That I didn't like and you are really crossing the boundaries. I, I know that we are very tight, you and I, but I don't really like what you just did. Even if it may not be in front of everybody, after the joke is done and it's finished and people have dispersed, your responsibility is to ensure that that, that day doesn't now fade away without you having said anything. Bring him back or send him a text and say, you know, today this happened, do, and this is how it made me feel. I didn't appreciate that. So moving forward, can we not please not play around with each other when it comes to this? Because to me, it, this is how it makes me feel, and I don't like it. Ooh, very touchy subject. Do might not like me anymore. Ooh, that's true, a- true, Abut Mandla. So in relationships, when we start standing up for our boundaries, one of the consequences that we can suffer is that people will not will start not liking you, but then it will show in essence, the type of nature of relationship which was already existing. That it means your relationship was not really based on the good grounds of a relationship because a healthy relationship allows for feedback to be given and allows for respect as well. So if I'm not going to listen to what you're saying, then it means I'm not regarding you in this relationship. It means I, w- I want to be the one who's in power alone and I don't want to keep it a balanced you know, um, equilibrium between the two of us. Then there's something wrong with the nature of this relationship, which means then you don't need it. It can stay a professional relationship and that's it.
We're talking to our Stabia Nong behavioral um, expert to talk about, uh, hey, those boundaries difficult to talk about. It's, it's a serious hot potato. Now, if, if I'm a manager, supervisor, that type of thing, uh, I'm likely to see this play itself out and most probably leave it to the individuals involved to resolve it. But sometimes I could also see that uh, it's affecting maybe productivity and it's poisoning other people. What role can I play here in in helping people to be cognizant of the fact that everyone has got personal boundaries? What is important as the manager is to try and find a way to create some sort of awareness. And this will start with the manager taking the onus as well to say if they are not clear as well on what this really means, they can go the extra mile, you know, during their their time to just research on what personal boundaries are about so that when they start addressing it into their in their small you know when you have uh, feedback meetings or you know with your groups you can actually have it as an agenda to say you know I picked up you know it, through the observations of how we are conducting with each other to say I think there's an issue of people not understanding what personal boundaries are and today the part of the agenda, the main focus is to really help us understand what that is. Also, they can also go to the extent of actually including somebody from outside to come and explain. So if somebody would give me a call or send me an email to say, Tabea, can we just come in for a few minutes to come and educate our staff or our team about what personal boundaries are and, you know, give an illustration and examples of that, then that can also be done to say we need to start creating that sense of awareness in our workplaces and talking about such things. And as management, it's our responsibility to create that awareness because once something is not spoken about, it's, it's almost taken as law to say, okay, if, if, if nobody ever tells me about crossing anybody's boundaries, it means there's nothing, there's nothing wrong or there's, there's the possibilities of that happening are, are non-existent. In the process, people are being violated and they are keeping quiet because there is never a platform to be able to talk about such things with Mandela. And uh, we don't like conflict. Absolutely, yes, and that's that's one of the things that ends up making people end up now taking the owners to say, I'd rather suffer the consequences or reap, the, you know, the consequences of the pain of somebody's actions, all in the name of saying, I don't want conflict. Then that's when the issue starts for the individual, I would mind. And that is something I believe should not be happening for individuals. Rather be courageous enough and start coming into the habit of exercising to say, I will speak my mind with with respect, of course, Abu Mandla, still making sure that as much as you you, you, you um, add, want, to, want your pain to be acknowledged, but in the process you are still being empathetic, you are still acknowledging the other person and respecting them, uh, but still being able to convey your message with conviction and saying it very firm and saying this is what I I don't appreciate and as much as it's putting me in a vulnerable position but I'm willing to take the risk to stand up for what is true to me because that's also one of the ways that remember when we were speaking about self-love to say how you exercise self-love is being able to stand up for you because nobody else will do that. I don't know what your personal boundaries are, so your responsibility as an individual is to expose them and say to me when I've done something that is way out of line.
the reason why I thought about this Abu Mantra, I just I remembered how in my time in working in the workplace, how with with men most in most cases, and I I know it doesn't only happen to us women, but I remember how most of the time I would observe, I would hear, I would also experience how men would easily and loosely just uh, give me pet names to say, you know, a, a Pokemon, baby girl, angel. You know, those are things that really made me uncomfortable. And they would say that thinking that Bonat, they are not crossing any boundaries. So my responsibility in those situations was to say, Hore, I don't appreciate it when you call me in such a way. This is my name, and if you don't know it, you have every right to ask me, and I can tell you. And moving forward, that's how I want to be addressed, with my name, not with pet names, because that is now crossing my mm. personal boundary. We don't know each other that way, so you don't have the right to come and give me a name that you think suits me based on what you, your own conception of how you perceive me. So please don't do that, not just to me. I would actually take it to the other side to say, also remember that for another woman, it can also make them feel uncomfortable. So please, moving forward, don't do that to any woman in the workplace. That can be interpreted as sexual harassment. So once you start having such conversations with the guys, then you start seeing their eyes pop. You, you start seeing uh, that penny drop moment happen for them because those are the things they walked around thinking they are right because of how they were socialized, because how of the, how they were raised at home. So, so many factors now start coming into factor on how people carry themselves in the workplace. So when we're in the workplace, it's our responsibilities as people who are sitting on certain authority levels to say we need to make sure that this education happens because we are now in the workplace. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing about uh, being given pet names, I know somebody tried and said to this person, every time they used uh, a derogatory uh, pet name, the other person would correct them, hoping that this one would understand that, uh, you know, it's not right. But the offender persisted to a point where the victim just kept quiet and started speaking very little to the other person. Is that the best way? Not really, I would wonder. As I said, the best way, the, the honest truth is that my reality is very subjective to, to me, to what's going on inside of me. If I don't ex- express what I'm experiencing in my internal world, which is how I perceive everything that happens around me, nobody else will know. So, yes, correcting somebody is the first step. And if you see that when you are correcting them, it's still not working, then go to the extra mile of explaining to them why you are correcting them. You are saying, I'm correcting you because I don't like it when you use this derogatory term because this is how it makes me feel. And the more you persist on this, this is how it starts coming across as. So I'm not sure if that's the message that you're trying to send to me, that you are persistently trying to harass me or make me feel this way. And if that's your, your, your aim, then I, I don't like it. And understand that if this is, keeps on happening, I'll have to follow it up with the, 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 the processes of the company because this I am not going to allow because you are stepping on my personal boundary and I don't like it. So I think some people don't end up changing because they don't understand the full meaning 
of what it means to you. Mm. So the onus is on you to explain it further, to say, this is why I'm saying, don't call me Pokemon Abutmanja. Astave, as we wrap up, I am going to tell somebody even, stop calling me Puchu Puchu Puchu. I'm not Puchu Puchu. Puchu Don't mess with me. Astave, once again, a pleasure and a privilege hanging out with you. Glad you are in good shape, you are energized, and uh, you take you took good care of yourself because we wouldn't have it any other way. We got a date next week. Raubon, Harubon, and we will look at we will see you when we look at you. A friend of mine likes to say that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Keep well. Have a fabulous Wednesday, ma'am. You too, sir. Bye bye. Hey,